are listening to the Unapologetically Gitty podcast, and this is your host, Gitty Cats. Here on the podcast, I want to open up the conversation to talk about things that maybe other people feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about because I'm just unapologetically me, and we'll discuss things that maybe I just know a little bit about that I can help and share. So here goes. Today, I want to talk about the M word. The M word that people feel rather uncomfortable to talk about. Yes, that's the one, money. But specifically, money mindsets and how to figure out what yours is. And in my next podcast, I'm going to talk about how to really break down those money mindsets once you know what yours is and figure out how you can then go ahead and change that mindset to live a more abundant life if that's something that you want to do. I just really wonder sometimes why it's such an uncomfortable subject for people to discuss, the money subject. And so I'm going to talk about it here, of course, because that's just what I do, I guess. So what's the definition of the word money? The definition of the word money is a current medium of exchange in the form of coins and banknotes, which is generally something that is a measure of value or means of payment. That's money, put simply. So why is it so complicated for us to talk about? Well, let's talk about money mindset. Have you ever heard of the term money mindset? It's how you think about and then in turn interact with money. And money mindset is something that I like to look at as your distinct and unique set of core theories about money and how money operates around our globe, our world. And it can really change how much or how little you commonly have by just knowing what your mindset is. So essentially, it's your approach towards money. And this approach then outlines what you're going to do, what then you decide and indeed believe you can or cannot utilize money for, how much you should have, how much you should or can spend, what you should earn if debt is normal, how much to give to other people as charity, how much you should invest, all of that kind of thing. Now, this money mindset affects a lot of things, really, but it's really important to know what yours is. And then if it's something you can change for the better, you can go ahead and do that. It's something that wasn't really even on my radar until a couple of years ago when my sister recommended I read You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. And just be aware, I mess up people's names, so if I murder anyone's names on this podcast, I apologize in advance. But it started, that reading that book really started the process of me finding out more about my personal money mindset. And then from there, I was just even more curious, and I continued on reading and researching online, of course, and I came across lots of great books and lots of great podcasts and YouTube videos and tons of great stuff, but one of my favorite books about money has to be a very recent read, actually. Um, It's Melissa Leong's book called Happy Go Money, and I think it brought a really fun spin on money personalities and also really gave me some great resources for being more responsible with my money. So if you can get a hold of that book, I'm going to highly recommend you read it. I think you're going to love it. Now, it is my belief that if you take some time to research and then from there you start to really pick apart what your personal money mindsets are, 
what your money personality is and start understanding yourself better in relation to how you act towards money, how you spend money, how you save money, what you do with money. You can then start interacting with it differently and even get yourself some more of it if that's something you want to do. And as a health coach who has been able to come home from two full-time jobs and work on my time as I prefer, I definitely get the opportunity to speak to lots of people um, because I have the opportunity to train others to build their own individual businesses just like ours. And from there, I'm really hearing all kinds of money mindsets. And sometimes I even have the opportunity to help others change their mindsets if they want to work on it. Now, your money mindset really involves a lot of different things. But I think a question you need to ask yourself when trying to figure out what yours is, is do you find yourself looking at people well off with money as being greedy and terrible people? Do you look at people who have less and maybe are even very poor as being less materialistic, more down-to-earth people? Are you looking at different people who have certain amounts of money and assuming they are doing evil things to get their money or whatever it is? Do you assume that different people aren't working hard for their money and they're just whatever it is that you may be thinking without even really knowing exactly what's in their bank account because you're not really getting to know them. You're just assuming it based on how much money you think they might have in their bank account. And I think that knowing the answers to these questions is going to be a really good indication of what your money mindset is. Another good one that you can ask yourself and kind of notice about yourself is how you react in conversations where financial matters are being discussed. And in this case, you can ask yourself how you often feel when you discuss these conversations. Do you feel yourself, do you find yourself feeling daunted and vulnerable? Or do you actually find yourself feeling really self-assured and in control? Do you ask other people questions because you feel fine asking them about their money? Or do you find yourself being very shy and beating around the bush when it comes to money conversations because you feel it's very awkward? How do you also react when others ask you about your personal financial situation? I think these are going to be questions that really help you figure out what your money mindset is. And what's really intriguing about a person's money mindsets is that it really all roots from the unconscious mind or subconscious mind, one of the parts of their mind. <laughs> because I'm not a psychologist, so I sometimes get my terms wrong. And even if I research a ton, I still sometimes get my terms wrong. So just saying. But by gaining perspective on it and by noticing where your thoughts take you and how your body reacts and how you then interact with money, you can really figure out if you need to change your mindset and then from there how to do that. And I recently watched a YouTube video by Lewis Hughes and he interviewed Dr. Nicole Lapara, who is a holistic psychologist. And in this video, she talks about the subconscious mind becoming a self-healer and breaking free of emotional cycles, which was really interesting. I loved that video. You should definitely go watch it. And I think that money is very involved in this. And something that she said, and I'm literally quoting her from her words, was we have to become conscious to ourselves because we are on in our autopilot 90% of the day. And then that'll be the program we're running day after day. And then without consciousness, there is no change. So our subconscious, essentially, is what's offering most of our thoughts for us. 
we do not have control over it initially, but we can reprogram it through consistent repetition of something new, so building new habits. But we also need to notice these thoughts and then start paying less attention to those natural old narratives. And I think this relates to so many things, not just money, but because it relates to what you're eating, where you're going, who you interact with, who you hang out with, all that stuff. But I think it also definitely relates to money. So where does our money mindset really root from? And this is very interesting, but something that you will come to realize over time is the way you feel about it, the way you talk about it, the way you allow it into your life is really taught to you as a small child. It's literally ingrained in you from generations before you. And it's something that's simply picked up by witnessing and then taking in those messages about money from parents, grandparents, friends, teachers, and even our community, but mainly our parents because those are the people we spend the most time with. And if you have children, like I do, then you know that they are tiny little sponges who soak up all of the things that they hear. So if you teach them a new language or talent, like playing music at a young age, they soak it right up. And if you accidentally talk about something that maybe you didn't want them to overhear or they hear someone saying a curse word or you let them watch something on television, they are noticing and evaluating all that and picking it all up. And it's not until Sophie's second birthday party when they yelled out that new word that they learned that you realize how much they really soak up. (laughs) But in order to recognize this in ourselves, we need to think back to our childhood, really, and dig deep into why we react and why we interact with money the way we do. So questions we really need to be asking ourselves is what was the money situation like growing up? Like, think to yourself when it comes to your own childhood. Was there never enough money? In your mind, are you thinking that there was never enough money? Did you notice your parents were often fighting about money, struggling about money? Uh, Were they typically pretty calm and relaxed about money? Did you have, did you feel like you had enough money? Did they have so much that you feel they were a bit stuck up about it? Did they spoil you a little bit with their money and then maybe even ignore you a little bit because they were hoping that the money would kind of babysit you and care for you emotionally and they wouldn't have to do as much? All of these things are going to affect how you think about money as you become a teenager and then an adult who's actually handling their own money. So you'll also find it interesting that oftentimes if you have siblings or if you have children that are siblings, you'll notice that you and your siblings or your children and their siblings will often have slightly different money mindsets based on what time they grew up in. Like maybe it was a harder time or an easier time or a time when their parents or your parents changed their money beliefs a little bit and so on. Now, I personally grew up with six siblings. My parents were both school teachers in private schools. So in my childhood, there were definitely times where money was argued about and where money was scarce. And there were times when I wanted things like the Boppet toy. My friend Rachel always played with at recess. And, and I have some very strong childhood memories of bringing extra snacks to school so that I could trade my snack for some time to play with my friend's Bop It toy that she would keep in her locker and like trade for snacks. So 
there's a money memory for you right there. And that is just a small thing that, you know, that's not an essential. Um, but if you really think about it and you go back to different memories that I have of all kinds of things like buying school shoes and things like that, buying clothing for holidays and not having enough to buy extras is something that I remember and have ingrained in my subconscious mind for sure. I mean, I watched my mom put things back at the checkout line because she didn't have enough cash on her to afford everything. So we didn't always have a great financial situation, to put it simply. And from a young age, I was already figuring out how I could always make some extra money so I could have some of those things that I wanted that other kids' parents were paying for. So I would babysit, I would clean up someone's backyard, I would make a garage sale or a small summer camp in the summer, and then I would really very quickly spend that money in hours or days. So I never felt I had enough. And the minute cash hit my wallet, I would already be inventing ways in my mind for how I could spend it. And that came along with me for years and years of growing up. Whenever cash hit my wallet, I would try to think, oh, can I go to the local drugstore and buy myself makeup? Can I go to the store and get magazines to read? Um, and I was always thinking of ways to spend the money, even if there was no nothing even essential to buy, because that's what my mind did based on how I grew up. And only after recently thinking about it and breaking down my money habits and figuring out how I interact with money and how I used to interact with money and what my money mindset is, I really started to learn a lot about myself. And I was also able to change things for the positive and make money be something that I would like to be abundant and actually be open to it being abundant because I am open to learning about myself. But if you fast forward a little bit to many years later, well, not many years later, I got married at 18 years old. I married my husband, and he comes from a very different money background. They didn't necessarily have scarce resources growing up. It wasn't easy. It wasn't always a lot of money. But then, you know, they built businesses and figured out how to pay for things. And he never felt like he was lacking. So that's good. Um, for him, but that is where his background is, and his family is very business-minded and very focused on saving money, on spending wisely, or not spending above your means. So he is a saver, and he thinks very hard before spending. So where I'm more impulsive about my purchases, if I want something, I go and get it, he is more of a thinker. He thinks before he makes purchases, and sometimes he even takes days before he goes and purchases something He'll put it in the cart and then he'll think about it and then he'll have a conversation with me about it and then he'll research the thing that he wants to buy before he buys it. Whereas if I think I want something, if I want a book, I will put the book in my cart and I will check out and I will order it and it'll arrive in two days if it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> but the point is we have very different money habits. At the same time, while we have different money habits, he has definitely taught me a lot about money and with our own money and our own businesses and our own situation, we've definitely always been very safe about how we spend our money and very 
caring and thoughtful when it comes to it and very mindful of not spending above our means, not putting ourselves into debt. And I think that his mindset with money is very healthy in many ways while also deeply ingrained in his own childhood. So I learned plenty of things from him. I've learned plenty of things from my own background, definitely given him some of my own better habits about money. And together, we're working on being smarter about money, about saving and spending and all of that stuff, investing. So I think it's really interesting to look at someone's childhood and realize how it affects them. And I am so grateful to my husband. I'll just mention that quickly here because I learned so much from him based on money skills and all the things that he brought with him into our marriage. And yeah, I'm just so grateful. But I think that this teaches us something about how much we need to really look back into our history and figure out where our mindsets deeply root. Where do they come from? Do they come from our childhood? Do they come from different situations we've been in in our past? And once we do that, it's easier to know why we have certain mindsets, which mindsets we have, which ones we'd like to hang on to, and which ones we'd like to be better about. One of mine that I mentioned earlier is where I would have cash in my pocket and I would go spend it and I would invent ways to go spend it. And I can easily revert back to that if I'm not super careful. But by recognizing it, I can put up little fence posts for myself, so to say, to help remind myself about that. Like this is how you typically react. So if you keep practicing the habit of being a little more mindful about this, you will react differently. And so for a while, I never trusted myself with cash and I would never keep cash in my wallet at all because I knew that the minute cash hit my wallet, I would go and spend it. And then I started trusting myself again and then trusting myself with cash and telling myself that I was going to spend it when I was focused and I had written down what I wanted to spend it on and I knew what it was going towards and I had budgeted it and prepared and not just impulsively go and shop. So when I did that and I trusted myself, it's like a whole nother positive situation happened where my entire mindset changed about myself and I realized, okay, you're not bad at handling cash. You just need to change your habit about how you handle cash. And now I'm so much better about it. Do I prefer using a credit card? Sure. I keep a credit card on me most of the time and pay it off every single month. But I still do trust myself with cash nowadays. So it's about really learning about yourself and really changing how you think a little bit if you want to be open to the goodness that is out there in this world. And I think what I'll do is create a second podcast next week and talk about a little more of the abundance subject where if you go ahead and change your mindsets, you can bring abundance to you. And how can you change those mindsets? And maybe we'll start with breaking down how to find your own mindsets and then we'll go from there into figuring out how to change them for the more positive so you can get yourself out of debt, so you can start building businesses, helping other people, doing whatever it is that your heart desires and living a better life. So tune in for that next week. But in the meantime, I hope that this was helpful. I hope this explained some things. I hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about me because I was definitely a bit vulnerable as always on here. And I love sharing. I can't wait to share again soon. And that is about it. 
So I will speak to you in my next podcast. And now, I just want to thank all of you listeners who tuned in to the Unapologetically Gitty podcast today. And I will be back with another one next week. So stay tuned. And if you found value in any of this, please do share with your friends on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe so you don't miss any of my podcasts in the future.